Oh, welcome back, everybody. It's Wednesday. It is Mission Accomplished Night, and I am here. Brought to you by Killfoot Clothing and Holding Hands Massage. My first guest of the evening tonight is the one and only Dean Thomas. What's going on, Dean? Man, you know, everything's going on. A pandemic, my rent. <laughs> staying busy, though? Yeah, I'm staying busy, man. I, I, I have to. I'm the type of person that needs to be overstimulated. So, like, I'm staying busy. Hell yeah. So, uh, you were supposed to have a fighter fight this past weekend, UFC 258, Jillian Robertson versus Miranda Maverick. Uh, sorry to hear about Jillian. What happened? She caught a bug? Yeah, I don't know what it was, man. She caught a bug. And it's un very uncharacteristic of her to be, to look like that. Like, I saw her face and, like, like the day of the fight, like she's got tears in her eyes and she's pale and she's just, you know, she's gagging and throwing up. And I was like, I can't let her go out there. You know, I can't let her go out there like this. And and I, I didn't want to have to stop the fight, but I was like, you know what? We I can't let you go out there like this. You you know, you you work too hard to to go out there and not give a hundred percent. So she wanted to fight though? She still kind of wanted to fight. Like she knew it wasn't in her best interest. Yeah. But she's not the type to pull out. Like that's the thing. Like nope. Like she, she did. She didn't want to pull out. Like I think she would have, would have fought and lost and been happier with that than having to let people down and pull out. Now, how are you guys feeling with the camp going in? You guys were pretty oh, confident. Yeah, we we're great with the camp, and I thought it was a good, good stylistic matchup too. I mean, she was fighting another girl who. Who was a grappler, strong girl, young yeah. up and coming girl. So like, I mean, I, I was I was happy with the camp, I, and I, I like the opponent. And but you know, the universe had different plans for us. You know, it's funny how like the universe lines things up because I was like booking people for the show and whatnot, and I happened to get Miranda Maverick tomorrow night. Oh yeah. And I didn't even realize like I didn't even realize that Miranda and Jillian were fighting the, the Saturday before, and I had yeah. you coming Wednesday. As Jillian's head coach, and then Miranda on Thursday, just all kind of lined up that way. Well, I gotta uh, tell you, man, you you're doing, you're killing it because you are getting some really good guests, and I know how hard that is to like book guests, man. You're killing it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's a grind. I've uh, I've been realizing, like, <laughs> you know, just due diligence. I've learned that you just do your work, and, and it'll all come back to you. So it's all working out so far, and I'm really grateful for everybody that's been coming on. Um, so. Jillian, she was coming off of a loss going into that fight, right? But she yeah. she did uh, she did grapple in submission underground against Pearl Gonzalez in between, right? Yeah, so she, yeah. So she got back on her horse and got a win under her belt. I watched that; that was nice. And the girl that she fought, did you guys? I wanted to ask you: Did you guys like have any regrets taking that fight on short notice with uh, Santos? Because you had no, been we didn't. no, you know, like honestly, like. Santos was on my radar. Like I thought, I, okay. thought I, I saw her fight before and she fought Molly McCann. And I was like, man, this girl is really good and nobody knows about her. And she's a beast. She is an absolute beast. But you know, the one thing that we can't do is we can't turn down fights. Right. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take fights. You gotta learn to accept what they give you and win. Because at mm -hmm. the end of the day, like if you're a champ, you gotta you gotta beat everybody. You have to be better than everybody. So you might as well see what's out there now. You know, right. so we didn't regret it. I mean, honestly, because she was supposed to fight um 
somebody before that. Uh, who was it? Um, yeah, like a yeah. couple weeks, couple weeks yeah. before. And, and was it was a COVID. It was a COVID yeah. incident. And I was, I was actually looking forward to that because I wanted to see her and see how she did against this girl. And then when that didn't happen, and 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 uh, Andrea Lee got pulled from the card, and then they they called us and said, "Will you fight this girl?" I was like, "Ugh." I didn't really want it, but it was like one of those situations where, you know, we can't turn down fights. You know, we got to just see where we stack up right now. And now we know, like, we know that this girl has got some firepower. We got work to do. So, yeah. like, that was, so at the end of the day, like, it was good for us to generally fought her now and lost because now we know what we got to, we got work to do. And also, Andrea Lee is a Muay Thai fighter as well, and Santos has a Muay Thai background. You kind of were prepping for that kind of fighter anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sort I mean, of. it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, it was like we went from a, a five foot one girl to a a five foot eight girl, you know, they're yeah. very similar. Very similar. Now, dude, I love the uh, the Dean Diaries. I've been watching the Dean Diaries in your last episode. I think it was the last episode with the coaches out in Fight yeah. Island. Uh -huh. That was a great episode. I wanted to ask you about those coaches. Like, um, so you're a successful coach. Uh, do you do you look at these other coaches and do you pluck things from these guys? Or are you guys like all a big fraternity and share things with each other or? Is it super competitive to where, like, you're, you got your own style and fuck all them other guys? No, I wouldn't say, you know, the weird thing about uh, us coaches is I think at the highest level, we have a great amount of respect for each other and we respect each other so much. I found, like, and this is kind of, this is kind of bad, but I, I found that when I was at top team, I had more tension with coaches that were supposed to be on my team than I do with coaches outside of my team. Because like when you when I look at guys like Henry Hooft and and uh, you know Kavanaugh, like we look at each other and we have a lot of mutual respect for each other. And then like you know you go home and then you got coaches that are like, oh, I'm better than this guy. I'm better than this guy. I'm better than this guy. But we have a lot of respect for each other. I, I respect what they do. If I can pick something from them, I will. And if they yeah. can, if they steal something from me, then I'm flattered. You know, I'm yeah. honored. So like you know, I just I have a lot of respect for them. And it's weird because like. The, you know, the fighters are always going at it with each other and, and bickering, but us coaches at the highest level, we just, you know, we appreciate each other. Man, it was like, uh, and you had like such a high level group out there at Fight Island all at the same time with the guys you mentioned and Mike Brown, yourself, Mike Brown, Henry Hooft and, and Kavanaugh, you guys are like the top of the pecking order. It was a really cool episode. I thought that was awesome. Um, so out on Fight Island, you you uh, had some interactions with Habib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> what what was that like? That guy seems to me like just an intense human being to interact with. No, you know what? He's not as intense as you would think he he is. I mean, he's 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 serious. Like you you know, he means what he says, and he says what he means. But he's a he's got a playful side to him, and. You know, he looks like he likes to joke around, and and he's very kind of playful at times. But um, it was cool. To, it was cool to to get to chop it up with him because I've never had a real interaction with him like that. Like I've seen him around at all the shows, and you know we've said hi in passing, but I've never had a conversation with him. I was going to ask now, you if you had ever talked to him before. Yeah, now <laughs> I realize that. When I seen him in passing, he must have just thought I was Eve Edwards the whole time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that <laughs> like, was so funny. Was, he didn't think he was passing Dean Thomas. Yeah, like, it seemed like he almost didn't like you at first because you beat his friend. Like, know, that was... You know, 
it's funny i got that impression too because when we when i first said hi to him it was in the back and like you know he gave we dapped up you know and we kind of gave each other a little bro hug but it was real kind of like there was like some distance was, in there you know what i mean it was then, forced yeah and then when he said you beat my teammate i was like wait whoa, whoa, what <laughs> and then after after we got that squared away man everything was good it was all gravy from there yeah and you got to sit next to him watching his biggest rival fight which yeah, yeah. must have been interesting how was he respectful towards connor sitting there or like uh you think that um, there's, there's still a lot of animosity there would they would they ever fight again i don't know i i don't i don't know it's hard to say i, I think that um you know habib is a man of, of a lot of integrity he you know like i said he means what he says says what he means i think that you know he i, I don't think that he's ever going to want to fight connor again and well, I Con- think that's just it, man. I think Connor's going to have to get his game back up yeah. in, in order to pull a fight like that anyway. Do. Yeah, I don't know what he can do to prompt him to want to fight him. But, you know, I just like I said, man, he seems like a guy who says, this is what's going on. This is what I'm doing, and I'm doing this. Well, Dana was laying it on pretty thick, man. I don't, I don't know. He, he didn't seem to be biting. <laughs> he didn't seem to be taking the bait at all. Now, I wanted to ask you this. Now, a fight that would bring Khabib back. Did you watch – this past weekend, Kamar Usman against Gilbert Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, would you, do you think he would come back for a Kamara fight? I don't know. That's that'd be interesting. That uh, one is all of a sudden sparking some interest throughout yeah. the world, and and it almost seems like um, that would interest him. You know what I mean? Like even more than a GSP fight because GSP's yeah. like thirty nine years old now, and Coming back to fight GSP, who has been out for three years, it wouldn't really do anything to his legacy. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. I don't. But you know, the, the funny thing is, like you talk about him fighting Usman, man. Usman looked. I thought he looked really good, man. I think he weathered a storm. He showed a side of him that he's never really shot. had to show, and man, and he showed some different stuff. I don't think Habib matches up well against a guy like Usman. I, don't, I really don't think he matches up well with Usman. So Usman looks like the biggest damn 170 I've ever seen in my life. That dude yeah. is just an absolute monster. Well, he's got no legs. That too. <laughs> he, I mean, yeah. yeah. His legs are like Snoop Dogg's legs. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's got the, the same syndrome that John Jones has. Yeah. John Jones has got the skinny leg syndrome too. Big upper body that's massive yep. and bulky and long arms and then no legs, man. But, but it works for him. I mean, like those attributes work for him for his style. And he's mastered it, and I think that he's he's a very da- dangerous opponent. Yeah, they were all talking about his jab after the fight, and how somehow he dominated with the jab. And they seem to forget they were talking about like this is the first time we've ever ever seen anybody dominate with a jab like that. I'm like, what about GSP against Josh Koscheck? Don't you yeah, remember? Yeah, <laughs> that's the you first know, one. I, I mean, honestly, man, you know what's funny is like the fight game is it's always so short sighted. It's we have recency bias. You know, Conor McGregor hits a guy. With the shoulder now they think that's the first man we've been doing yeah. that since the For years yeah <laughs> and like you like you said usman oh he's the first guy with the jab i remember kenny florian busted up takanori gomi with the jab back in 2006 you know what i'm saying yeah. so like you know i mean all these things happen and we go oh this is the best ever i mean we gotta we gotta be careful with that uh going back to fight island you worked with poirier in the past right dustin yeah i have how proud were you at that moment? That was like his crowning moment right there, even though there was no belt on the line. You know, everybody 
expected him to lose against Connor for whatever reason. That must have felt pretty good for for you being a former American Top Team guy. Yeah, it was. I mean, not only that, like, you know, I've known Dustin for a long time. Um, you know, when I was finishing off my career, he was he had just joined American Top Team. So we used to train together, oh. you know, as, as teammates. And then when I started coaching, I used to work with him a little bit. And just to watch him grow up and and to do what he's done, yeah, I mean, it, it's good It's good to see. It's good to see a guy put his heart and soul into something and get, and get things back from it. And then, like, the fact that, like, it wasn't an easy road for him. Like, it was not an easy road for him. I mean, I remember watching him get knocked out by Michael Johnson thinking, man, some people don't come back from knockouts like this. Some people, they they, they fade away after getting embarrassed like that. And he, you know, he Dustin is the type of guy that just, you know what, that, it's the fight game. That happens. He comes back. And then to avenge a loss to Connor was, you know, just – you know, he got knocked out by Connor the first time to be able to avenge that loss. I, you know, it was a really good night for him. And I was Especially, like, it was like, what was that, four years, five years later or something? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That was a great victory for him. He's definitely like a totally different fighter than he was in the beginning. And yeah. uh, and the animosity between him and Connor at the beginning of the – at the, when they hated each other, I think it's because without really knowing it, they kind of were the same kind of kid, man. They both kind of came – from not much, right? They, uh, yeah, right. they both had exactly. big chips on their shoulder. They're both little attitudes as young punks. And then, yeah. And now they both seem to have grown up. I don't know. It was a really good, good, good moment for Dustin. That was cool. Um, what's going on with uh, Dean Thomas's team right now? What do we got to look out for? Well, um, oh, I wanted to ask, did, did they, I'm sorry, did they rebook the Jillian? Maverick fight, or are they going to no, look not so yet, not yet. There's, we're still trying to work on that when we can get that done. Um, nothing has been discussed yet, really, in terms of of new dates, but um, okay. hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah, I meant to but, ask um, that earlier. So. But so I got um, Shorty Torres is fighting April first. Uh, David Evans is fighting March twenty sixth, and. Right now, I'm talking to Tyron because we might be bringing our camp to St. Louis because Tyron's getting ready for Vicente Luque. So, you know, I always, you know, do my part to try to help him out as much as I can. So maybe bringing, that, bringing the shop out to St. Louis and, and getting some good work in. Nice. And nothing for uh, Mr. Hardy anytime soon? Well, Hardy's, Hardy's back. He was in Colorado for a little bit. I think he wanted – I think he said he wanted to get in the altitude. Oh, get his cardio So he was in Colorado for a little bit, but – Hardy's back. Hardy does a lot of work with Rashad. Rashad oh, okay. Has, and he's been working with him for a long time, recently for a lot. But um, but he's still working with Rashad right now, so I haven't seen him in a while. Okay. Now uh, I know you got short on time. I wanted to do another speed round with Mr. Dean Thomas. I got some really funny questions for Yo, you. Yo, these tonight. are my favorite, man. I love these. <laughs> All right. So this is part two, and I'm only going to do five because I got another guest coming on tonight. The first question is, if you and Matt Sarah faced off in a submission underground right now, who would win and how? Matt would win. Uh, you know, Matt Matt trains regularly. He would yeah. put me in a Kimura. I would run. Uh, it would. I would run for a long time, but he'd catch me and then put me in a Kimura. Ah, oh, all right. I'm not even going to lie about that. I wanted to, but I can't lie. All right, this one, this one, I had myself laughing here. If they were going to recast Star Wars with you, Matt, Sarah, and Dana White, which Star Wars characters are you all playing? Okay, I am Lando Calrissian, the smooth talking player, all you know to get around the the galaxy. 
Matt is um is Han Solo. Okay. And, and Dana is uh whew. Dana's that dude with the uh, with the hood the, the and the the real bad guy. But he's oh, the emperor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that dude? Em, em, emperor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever his name is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> who, who controls everything? That's Dana. Right. Yeah. The only reason what that that question came up because me and my kids for New Year's for the last couple of years we've been like um, picking a movie franchise to watch them all in timeline. Uh -huh. So la last year we did all the Marvel and it took us all freaking year long. This year, this year we did all the Star Wars and we're already like two movies away from finishing it. Man, that's cool, man. I, I love that idea. Yeah, I it was I cool. Do I just don't know if I'd ever have time to do that. Yeah, well, the co COVID's making it more easy to pull off for sure. Makes sense. Makes sense. And, and with all the so like during COVID last year, my job went from one week on, one week off. Mm -hmm. But work from home. For the, for the off week. So I was home with the kids all week long and we just pulled it off. <laughs> Number three, if you never got into martial arts and became a fighter, what do you think you'd end up doing? You know, I always wanted to be a school teacher and I thought that that's what I was going to do. I was, I was going to go to school to teach history. I like history. I like being around kids and sharing information. I just, you know, once I started teaching jujitsu, I was like, I'm still a teacher, so but I'm teaching something that I actually love. So I'm not a history teacher, but I'm teaching martial arts. But that's what I would be doing. I would be teaching history. history? Some, yeah, it's probably it's at the high school level. Wow. Man, I don't know if I could be doing that. That's for sure. Yeah. Especially being with soldiers for the last 19 years. I don't like teaching anybody. Oh, there's no way you could have did that. <laughs> yeah, no uh, way. <laughs> all right. All right. Have, this is like a three-parter. Okay. What do you think of bare knuckle fighting? Have you been watching any of the BKFC events? And uh, I got Lorenzo Hunt coming on right now. I wanted to hear what you had to say about it. Could you see yourself cornering anybody in a bare knuckle fight at some point? No, not really. You know, I just, you know, I have a, a ton of respect for them. And I understand that how different of a sport that is. I just can't do it, man. Like, I, like this, I, I'm like, when, you know, like when the old ladies talk about MMA and they're like, oh, it's such a dangerous sport. That's how I feel about bare knuckle. Like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> And then they're just like bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God. But like for, for whatever reason, man, I can't get past that. I it's not that I dislike it, I just can't get past it. It just seems oh, so man. cool to me. It's right in your backyard. Well, it's right down in Florida most of the time, I know. too. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I myself and my buddy went to the last one, uh, Knucklemania, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it, it was a hell of a production. Like the whole thing was unbelievable. And we were uh, media credentialed, so we got right down by the by the Kate by the ring, and like you said, hearing the hearing the smack, and like watching the damage. Oh my god! Like I mean, it's it's instant. It's a, it's a, I don't know, man. Like I just I can't really get past it. I just can't. There, it's definitely a different kind of animal for sure. All right, now, if you were a superhero, which superpower would you pick? And what would be your superhero name? You know, I don't know, man. I've always had like this, this liking for the Silver Surfer for some reason. I don't know, like just because he was, he would be, you know, he would just glide through the galaxy, you know, like on his yep. own. And he was just like a cool, smooth dude, man. And he just kind of go where he wants to go. And that he always was kind of like my favorite superhero. So like, I think that's Silver kinda, Surfer. Yeah, the Silver Surfer. So I think that's kind of like how I would 
how I would be if I was a superhero. Just a cool, smooth brother that could just get in and out of different dimensions of the universe and then just pop up here, then pop up here, and then just be on my way. It's an excellent answer. I asked that question the other day to a fighter, and their answer was the ability to stop time, reverse time, fast forward time, and pause. I'm like, wow, I would have never even thought of that. That would That's, be now, now that would be a cool, cool little power to have. Yeah, hell yeah. So this is Dean Thomas, everybody. You could catch him on ESPN radio still. Yeah, I'm right? still on ESPN West Palm, yes, sir. Yeah, you're on ESPN. You got the Dean Diaries. You got uh, looking for a fight. Uh, what else can we look? What, where else can we find you? And what else can we look for before I let you go? Uh, just man, I'm everywhere, man. Like, and that's my goal for this year is to everywhere you turn, I'm gonna be there. So it's like the Dean <laughs> Diaries, looking for a fight. Uh, find me in somebody's corner, but I'm gonna be in your face. Yeah, that's right, man. So or just check me on my social media at, at Dean Thomas, D I N Thomas. I'm there for you. Is that at Dean Thomas on everything or are you just yeah, on Instagram? Yeah, Dean Thomas on everything, yeah. All right, my man. Thank you for coming back on the show. I know you're a busy man. I'm going to let you get going. I appreciate you coming back, and I hope to talk to you again sometime. All right, my man. Peace out. Stay All right. blessed. <laughs> Take it easy. All right, that was Dean Thomas of American Top Team, formerly. Now he's got his own team. He's got all these fighters fighting. Look for Shorty Torres April 1st. Look for Jillian Robertson to get her fight rescheduled, hopefully soon. Uh, her original opponent will be on the show tomorrow night, Miranda uh, Fear the Maverick. She is a big-time up-and-coming flyweight prospect for the UFC. She'll be on tomorrow night. Uh, that should be a very interesting conversation because she is a girl that is currently um, fighting professionally and going to get her PhD at Old Dominion University. I'm going to ask her. I could barely watch my kids and pack my bag for lunch at the same time every day. So that's really interesting to me. So my next guest will be on very soon. So while I got a few minutes, I'm going to go ahead and shout out my sponsors one more time because I kind of just breezed over that. Dean had only a few minutes to to, uh, to talk with us tonight, and I thank him so much for giving us that time. Um, let's talk about Holding Hands. Holding Hands LLC is a registered provider with the Department of Veter Veteran Affairs, providing veterans healing, medical massage therapy using VA benefits that they've already earned. Her medical massage training allows her to perform body scans and identify both primary and referral in issues treating injuries, and even putting an end to long-term and chronic pain. Requ request a referral through your VA provider today and give Holden Hands a massage, uh, Holden Hand Massage a try. What else do you got to lose other than some pain? Swear that is 100% fact. She's the best. Go see Jackie. Hit up those websites. And we got Killfoot Clothing, the American-made, veteran-owned, badass company that has produced the very first Mission Accomplished t-shirt. You got the badass flag on the back. You got the logo on the front. You got the flag on the sleeve. These are 25 hours. You guys can message me your size and your address, and I could get you as soon as that next batch comes in. Um... They are sold out at the moment. I thank you guys so much for your support. I did not think that the first batch would sell out so fast, but they did. And now I got a whole bunch of people 
asking if uh, they can get a shirt. So before I bring before I bring um, Lorenzo on, I wanted to talk because I don't have evening badasses. Hello, Ian Olson. I don't have a veteran on tonight other than myself. So I got to tell you guys this crazy story before Lorenzo comes on. I had a dream last night. Has anybody in the comments section, anybody watching ever had somebody that was close to them or a loved one or a good friend visit them in their dreams because that has passed away? I had one of those dreams last night. And I've heard like my mom talk about my uncle visiting her. I've heard my mother-in-law talk about her brother. And I always think like, I, you know, it, it was probably just a dream. Well, last night I had one of those dreams. Um, my mentor in the military, Sergeant First Class Joel Dillis, he taught me like everything, everything there is to know about being a soldier, not being a pushover. If you know your job, don't ever let anybody tell you what to do. Take control, be a leader, all that shit. So my sister in the comments says, yes, she has, me too. So last night I had this dream. I'm walking through the facility. I'm in uniform. I'm at work. In its current time, like there's this uh, captain's office right at the corner of the hall, main hallway, commander's hallway. And I'm in the hallway and this um, one of the soldiers that's there's doing some dumb shit. And I don't know why, but I have him get down on the ha hallway floor with a toothbrush and start cleaning the floor. And I'm like chewing his ass. And I'm not that guy. I would never do this in real life. But I'm like chewing this kid's ass. And I'm like, do your fucking job. Wash the, wash the damn floor. Here, throw, take your tooth. Use your toothbrush. Wash the floor. So he's washing the floor. So I turn around and I go to walk away. I tell him I'll come back when it's done. I go to walk away and I go to walk past that captain's office. And I look in and Dillis is sitting at the desk. And I'm like, and I like double take and I walk back and I'm like, um, holy shit. I'm like, is that you? And he's like, yeah, it's me. So I walk in. I swear to God, I remember everything about this dream. So I sit down in the chair next to the desk and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he goes, I just like to show up every once in a while and fuck with people. And I'm like, what? And that's totally like something that Dillis would do. He had like this, always had this like shit eating smile on his face with his mustache, his bald head and his unbloused boots. He always had his pants unbloused. Like he really didn't give a shit. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm doing good, man. I like to stop by and fuck with people. He's like, I've been fucking with him all day. And he pointed across the hall and our old boy Zalewski was sitting at a computer at, in the main classroom across the hall. He's been retired for two, three years. So I'm like, what the hell is he doing in there? I couldn't believe it, man. It was just such a weird dream. If anybody's had those kind of dreams, like you're not alone. Amy says, why don't you tell me this? Yeah, I, sh I saved it for the show. I wanted to share this with my audience. And like, I swear to God, it was like, and then the captain whose office that he was sitting in came walking in and Dillis like just got up, walked past him out the door and just disappeared from my dream. And I don't remember anything after that. It was really, it was really nice to see him. And um, I really think that, I'm not one of those spiritual people that would really believe any of this stuff usually, but I, I really think that I got visited by, by Dillis in my dream. And he's probably watching right now and he's probably saying, 
it's about goddamn time you do something with your talents other than fucking talk shit at work and make everybody laugh and whatnot. Because I've always been this guy that knows like sports and combat sports and fighting and all this stuff. And I was always that guy that you didn't want to get into a debate with at work about anything like this, about any, like literally anything, football, bat, baseball, basketball, UFC, boxing, whatever it was. I was always like willing to debate and always willing to win an argument. And, um, but I would always do it in like a funny way. And Dillis was always like, you're in the wrong business, man. You're something, you're, something ain't right with you, man. What the fuck are you doing here? And um, I heard that from people throughout my whole career. And, and now here I am sitting in front of a microphone and uh, yeah. And, and he's, I'm sure he's like, you know, laughing at the fact that I'm just rambling on about this shit. But the fact of the matter is, I love that fucking guy. He was like the coolest dude I ever met in the entire time I've been into military. 19 years. I don't think there's anybody better. Maybe you, Larry Davis. Ha! Larry Davis is uh, probably one of those guys. But LD and Joel right up there. And I married the other one that I thought was as fucking cool as the rest of them. So... Um, anyways, back to the show. So tomorrow night's show, Miranda Maverick is going to be fire. And I also have another special guest tomorrow night by the name of Michael Hunold. You might know him as Facebook user. Some might know him as the Hunold. Some might know him as Mike. <laughs> but me and him went on that uh, adventure down to Knucklemania, we're back, we're settled into work, we're doing our everyday thing again, and we can't wait till the next trip. It's looking like we're going to get back down to, um, looks like we're going to get back down to the next BKFC event after the next one. So the next one's going to be in Biloxi, Mississippi in March, and then the one after that is in April down in Florida. Um, me and Mike are looking to get our credentials back for that one. The only reason why we're not going to the, to the March one is because, you know, we are actively in the military and we have training the weekend of that event. So lucky us, we get to uh, do army shit that weekend. What's the, what's the future? What's the future looking like for the mission for the mission? Okay. So guys, I could give you a rundown on what's going on. Uh, one second, I'll pull it up. I got a very, very busy schedule. Like I said, Miranda and and uh, Miranda Maverick and Mike Hunnell tomorrow night. Next Wednesday, if anybody is familiar with Bare Knuckle, uh, Knuckle Mania, the fight of the night, Taylor Starling versus uh, Carissa Sagala. Taylor Starling, who won that fight, in one of the best absolute wars you'll ever see between two fighters, not male or female. These two girls went out there and poured it all out in the in the, in the ring through over 500 fights, uh, 500 strikes in a, in a 10 minute fight or yeah, 10 minute fight. It was absolutely amazing. She's going to be coming on as well as her head coach slash boyfriend slash MMA fighter slash veteran, Keith Richardson will be on. So Taylor Starling and Keith, both pro fighters. 
my veteran guest that night will also be Keith Richardson, who is a Marine, was a Marine. Once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. So Keith will be my veteran guest that night. After that, the week after, I got three fighters on the on the show on the same night on March 3rd. Uh, shoot. Hold up. I, uh, da, 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 do. Hold up. So on March 3rd, I have Leonard Garcia. You all know him from his years in WEC and UFC and tons and tons of fights. Leonard Garcia will be on. He's going to be fighting very soon um, on the next card against uh, Chop Chop. I can't remember his last name right now because he's slipping my mind. But he's the co-main event at the next BKFs. Oh, no, 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 no. He's fighting in the main event against Joe Elmore at the next BKFC. My bad. That's Leonard Garcia. After Leonard Garcia, an old friend of the show, Jay Fish is coming on. Jay Fish also has a fight on that card. The big man himself from Saginaw, Michigan, will be stepping back into the ring, towing the line, and knocking somebody out, I'm sure. And then after him, Melvin Gillard, longtime MMA veteran, longtime BKFC veteran now. This guy's got 70, 80 fights probably under his belt. I don't have his record in front of me right now. But we'll talk to Melvin Gillard after Jay Fish. So Leonard Garcia, Jay Fish, Melvin Gillard on March 3rd. Let's go to March 10th. March 10th, I got three more fighters. Bobo O'Bannon, big heavyweight bare knuckle fighter from BKFC will be on. Followed by Adrian Miles and Zion Tomlinson. Back to back. Those two are also on the in the BKFC have fights coming up. Unbelievable. Six fighters and two shows. I cannot wait for that. I'm going to be a busy man. After that, I have our guy who's going to be on here shortly. Lorenzo Hunt will be back on the show March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. And then the following week after him, Julian Lane. You know him from his time in the UFC, in the tough house. Let me bang, bro. Remember him? He had the red mohawk at the time punching walls ripping drinks now he's a bkfc fighter and he's an absolute badass and he was the one that fought tiago alves in tiago alves's first fight with the bkfc it didn't go julian's way but it was an absolute slugfest between two savages so all that coming up man lots and lots of fights i got i got Fighters coming through all the way through the month of March. So stay tuned. Keep tuning in. Um, other than that, uh, if you guys did not get on the website, right? If you did not get on the website or get on the, um, the YouTube channel, check out the movie that Mike Huddle made documenting our trip down to, to uh, Knucklemania. It was super fun. He added music. We had some behind-the-scenes stuff, some funny little mischief that we got into. Uh, there's some swearing, so don't watch it with your kids. But we should be making another one of those during the uh, the next trip down. Uh, I would I would assume that those are coming very very frequent after uh, after the first one. And make sure you guys go to www.kylemish.com. That is my website. 
that has all the information on upcoming upcoming shows, sponsor information, um, you know, fight of the nights, uh, our awards were on there, links to videos, www.kylemish.com. That's your spot. That's your one shop, one stop shop for anything mission accomplished. Very soon there will be a link to the merch on there. I haven't gotten around to that because, guys, I'm not trained in uh, web design or broadcasting or anything like that. So, you know, I'm learning as I go. I'm getting better. Um, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, anybody that isn't familiar with Lorenzo Hunt, who should be on any second now, um, He's actually grocery shopping. He shot me a message, said, hey, I'll be on soon doing a little grocery shopping. Uh, he was victorious at Knucklemania against Rob Morrow. He is actually on the line now. Our guy, the juggernaut himself, Lorenzo, the juggernaut hunt. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? All work, no play. Same old, same old. How you guys doing today? Man, you ain't you ain't joking. All work, no play. I uh, I woke up, was shaving my face, brushing my teeth, getting ready to go to work at like quarter to six this morning, and you were fucking live on Facebook. Yeah, doing yeah. doing some uh, hand speed, hand eye coordination type stuff with that little ball on the stick yeah. thing. Yeah, doing my thing. Yeah. How's yeah. things? How, how's things after Knuckle Mania, man? Oh, it's sweet, man. It was sweet. You know, I don't know if you watched the fight, but it was, you know, cakewalk. You know, most of my fights are. I make them look that way. Uh, Rob Mar was a uh, was a was an established guy. He was a strong guy. I knew what he was trying to do, which made it look funny. He came in with one plan, and that was bad. You know, I I was able to uh, push that in my favor. And like I said, you know. Uh, uh, shout out to David Feldman. Shout out to Nate Shook. You know, those guys pay me good. I get an awesome knockout bonus. So, nice. so coming home from um, from Knucklemania is sweet. You know, I'm right back to business, right back to work on Monday. All my all my um, students, they love me. They celebrate with me, you know. And uh, I'm right back on my grind. Now, you took no damage, right? No. Well, no. I, I was right there ringside. It didn't seem like you you had a mark. Your hands were fine. Nah, yeah, yeah. He he, he might have touched me once, but it, even when guys hit me, it's a graze. It's a graze because I'm moving at a speed that you can barely register on camera. Like it, even the guys, like the commentators, a lot of times they get it wrong. They'll call shots that miss. I mean, shots that hit. They'll call them misses. They'll. They. they it's just. It's just hard to see. You know what I mean? And um and even on camera, like you don't actually see what happened until they slowed the fight. They they do the slow right. and it's like, wait a minute, I didn't see that. <laughs> he he, all, he seemed like he, he he seemed like he caught you early. It didn't affect you much, but he, it seemed like he landed a good one. But then most of the time, you control the fight. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, even that shot, even it looked like he hit me when I when I stumbled when I fell. He actually didn't. I actually saw the punch and I tried to slide across, like I tried to slide out of the way and my yeah. foot kind of turned over. I think the only punch he got me with was a jab. When we threw a jab at the same time, he hit me with a jab, like right on the middle of the forehead. And I was like, okay, uh, that made me respect that right hand a little bit more. And I, I know I'm either in or out. There's no standing in front of him because 
he has such a long reach advantage, almost 10 or 12 inches over me as far as the reach advantage was concerned. Well, he's a big guy. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, it was a it was definitely like a like a like a David and Goliath type thing. They tried to put some put somebody in there with me. They thought they could handle me, but they have no idea of my skill level. You know, my power level was off the charts, like Dragon Ball Z. You know, and that like, was that was at two hundred five, correct? Yeah, that was at two hundred five. Um, Do you plan on going back down to one eighty five next, or are you uh, gonna stick my, around two hundred five? My my next fight against uh, Josh Dyer will be a one one ninety five fight, a catch weight right in between. So you know, uh, uh, bare knuckle have, has a one ninety five too. Oh, okay. I have a one eighty five, a one ninety five, and a and a two hundred five. And I I'm like any, that. I'm anywhere in that range. Bare knuckle calls on me. They depend on me because I'm dependable. Because I'm 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 there. I don't fuck around. I'm I'm on I'm on it. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna go in there and do what I'm supposed to do. It doesn't matter if it's one ninety five, one eighty five, or or two hundred five. I'm gonna go in there and get the job done. Are you on the next? Is that soon or is that uh, April? April sixteenth. April sixteenth. Yeah, the Miami card, uh, BKFC seventeenth. Dude, I gotta ask you this, and this is you probably don't know you because you have nothing to do with it. But if you go online, right, and you look up upcoming events for BKFC, it is so hard to find any information on it. And today, and I had known about the April sixteenth event mm -hmm. and i had planned i was already planning my trip down there but uh i looked again today and there was websites that have it for april 2nd um well i've, I've been told april 16th uh other people you know people are guessing just like you don't know if you oh, okay to, if you wanted to advertise you know guys are guessing and um um with the COVID thing that's going on i actually respect the difficulty of yeah. landing a contract, landing a venue, a venue. Landing, you know what I mean? That's yeah. hard. That's right. hard. David felt, I mean, we're we're grateful to even be fighting at all through this nonsense. You yeah. know what I mean? So they they would love to project their shit for the year and have everybody on a schedule. But when it comes to landing venues, you never know. One day the government will say, hey, the whole state shut down. The next day the government will say, oh, just this county shut down. The next day everybody got a mask. The next day everybody don't got a mask. Do you think that um, venues hesitate to book bare knuckle too, since it's such a new sport and like a lot of people look at it as such like a violent sport? No, you think it has anything to do with it? When it comes to venues, like if you really think about it, bro, they got bills. They'll book whatever event is sanctioned by the state. They don't care. But they have these other shits that's going on with people saying, oh, don't book it. Oh, it's going to be a COVID outbreak. Oh, it's this. Oh, you're contributing to COVID. And then it just makes certain people don't want to open up. You know what I mean? Certain people mm -hmm. don't want to have a crowd. They don't want to have a show. And then the Super Bowl comes and everybody's like, wait, but what about the Super Bowl? Oh, it's, it's, it's okay. We can do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the the show that they put on down at Knucklemania was top notch, like all the way. Uh, and like, dude, some of the walkouts, yours included, yours was awesome with the with the women and uh, with you had Michael Michael Jackson, Smooth Criminal. Yeah. How, how do you pick your uh, entry music? You uh, just whatever you, whatever you're into that day. That that listen that well, I usually pick whatever song pushes me the hardest when I run. 
So I'm running every day. I'm running every day. I'm running every day. And then somehow I'll get stuck on a song. So I'm pushing myself, pushing myself, pushing myself. And then all of a sudden there's a song that I want to play on repeat. 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 So I was playing Michael Jackson for about a month straight. That same song on repeat, just grinding. Yep. And if you can keep up with Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> then your cardio's up, man. Yeah, you're, yeah, your shit is up. If you can keep up with him, your shit is up. So I just brought it with me to the fight. That same fire. That same fight. That's awesome, man. So my buddy, my buddy Mike, that was down there at the event with me, and I was me and him met you down there. He's saying that uh, this is off. Now this is off Tapology. He said BKFC website doesn't have any dates listed. Tapology has Bare Knuckle Kingdom two listed for Thailand April sixteenth, and then BKFC seventeen April second in Miami, according to Tapology. So, like who said, knows? Everybody's everybody's guessing. Guessing, if, yeah. If you, check, if you if you go back and check Topology, they had the February fight wrong too. And if you check Topology again for yeah, BKFC, they had you they had you knocking out Morrow in the second round. They they got a lot of things wrong. You know, uh, Topology is one of the reasons I have so much trouble with my um with my MMA record. And everybody's saying, oh, he was a he was a subpar MMA fighter. This shit's not right. <laughs> I never, I never cared. You know, guys got one finger. They, they one type of name in Google, and then they think they're an expert. But you know what I mean? That you know, we fight across yeah. states. We fight across multiple sanctioning bodies. We fight all over the country, and the shit's not right. But you know, whatever. So your next guy, your next opponent, Dwight uh, Dyer. Dyer. Yeah, it's Josh Dyer. Yeah, I'm Josh thinking. I'm, I'm thinking it's Josh Dyer. That's the name that's been ran across me. No contract signed yet or nothing, but. My my sources are solid, and I usually know what's going on pretty 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 far in advance. Um, I'm I don't know, you know, I'm not supposed to say or whatever, but they never, no one's ever came to me and said, "Hey, do not tell them who you're fighting." I don't care about none of that shit. Once they tell me your name, I beat your ass. That's that's <laughs> the rule of thumb for me. So what what about uh, Hector Hector Lombard? The last the last the last time you were on this show, the last words out of your mouth were "fuck." Hector Lombard. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me screaming. Hey, I asked for the microphone when I win. You notice they never. Yeah. Me, notice they never give me the mic. Yeah. It was hard I, to hear down by the by the ring there. So. I was screaming. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I want Hector Lombard. But to tell you the, to tell you the truth, remember I'm telling you, man. It's it's about strategy. Yeah. It's a bad fight for Hector Lombard to fight somebody like me. Hector Lombard is an older guy. He's a Hall of Famer. He's this, he's that. He's got a lot of accolades. He's in a no-lose. Like, he cannot lose. He has to pick who he fights very, very carefully. Him and his staff and his coaches and his mother and his wife, they're going to say, no, no, because he has a legacy to protect. You know, he has a he has a whole little, you know, Hector Lombard. Everybody knows Hector. So there's nobody yeah. wants to see him get beat to death. And that's what I, you know, I don't know how to do shit else. I will beat the shit out of Hector Lombard. And then, like, they'll be like, well, that was crazy, you know? <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's, it's very smart for him not to fight me. They'll pick around and they'll, he'll be fighting guys that you'll be scratching your head, like, what? Why do you fight him? He's not going to fight me. Same thing, like, like I said, Chris Levin, I got a lot of respect for Chris Levin. I got a lot of respect. You know, he put a lot of work in the game, but he said it on live TV. He said, I picked. Quentin Henry. Quentin Henry, yeah. Why? Why not pick me? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he if you get the pick, 
if you want to go out on your shield, if you want an awesome fight, why not why not pick the top top guy in the game? Yeah. It was probably I mean, he was probably basing it off of Quentin had that like 20 second knockout in his last fight, right? And and did you see it? I was there. I was ringside. I don't even think anybody hit anybody. I think the guy tripped or like slipped or headbutted himself or something and it just twist around into some madness. Man, that's not a fight and 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 um and um Chris Lieben knew it. He knew it. He said yeah. I want to win. He said I want to win. He won twice that fight. He said I want to win before my 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 um before I go out. I want to go out on top. That's specifically what he said. So yeah. if you pick this fighter based on that strategy, then we know why he didn't pick me. Yeah. There goes my sister in the comments again. She was loving on you last last time. She says What's up, he, he didn't want to lose. What's <laughs> um yeah, but Lieben, you know what though? Lieben handpicked that fight, but he also he really knocked him out with that first shot. Up and, bang. Bang. And that was clean. And they gave him the full five minutes to recover. And then he knocked him out again. So oh I'm like, that is that is some legendary shit. He knocked him out twice in his last fight. It was so cute. And I use this word cute <laughs> for a reason. Look, you remember you remember uh uh blood sport with Van Damme? Yeah, with that when, when they threw the shit in his eyes. <laughs> Did I didn't see, even think of that, dude. Did you see him, Did you see him on the ground like <laughs> like, Holy oh, shit, that was exactly what he was doing. That's dude, fucking hilarious. And the most theatrical shit I ever seen. And uh, you know everybody was saying oh uh ever since uh Quentin popped on the scene back, I mean, um, yeah, with his new muscles and shit, everybody was saying that uh uh that'd be a good fight for me. How? Show me one skillful thing that he did. <laughs> that was not skill at all. That looked like some backyard shit, like you know what I mean. And he got paid, and he paid for it with the with the with that big ass eye. Ooh, he, he whopped him good. He did, and and then like I think he knew that he was in big trouble because as soon as they yeah, said toe line again, yeah, he, he fucking out, he just went matted it. There, jumped in there with his head down, made the same mistake he made when he first got hit in the eye. You yeah. can't fight with your head down, buddy. No, I wanted to ask you about about your fight because I watched your fight and I watched it again, and compared to your old fights. It seems like this was the best you've ever looked, right? Which, which, but people were booing in the fight. They they weren't booing me. I don't know what the hell they were booing. They were booing Rob. They weren't booing me. They were booing Rob. I was doing I, all the work. So, yeah. like, you know, if I'm at work, like if I'm at work and I'm busting my ass and the boss comes in yelling and screaming, I know he's not talking to me. He's talking <laughs> to the other guys because I'm busting my ass. I'm over here sweating. I'm moving. I'm chucking. I'm diving. I'm I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So Rob was, he was trying to stalemate, you know, stagnate the fight. He was backing up. He was running. He was scared. And and honestly, if, if you were in there with me, like we should have body cams, but I hit him so hard in the sternum when the fight yeah. first started. I like you could see sparks. All of the the <laughs> confidence that he had going in because I really zapped right out of him. I tried to punch him in the face, but he was too far away. It was a long punch. I was like, "Shit, that was far away." So then I punched him in the sternum, about just about maybe eighty percent power. And he was like, he changed. He was in full 100% defense mode. And I had to chase him down, which was weird. He's left-handed. He's yep. long. It was definitely weird to have to chase him down. But I figured it out. Yeah, it was a great performance. It was, uh, and then like, 
It's like in every one of your fights, after you knock somebody out, one time you're doing jumping jacks, another time you're dancing, this time you're like on all fours like a gorilla running around. Yeah, it was awesome. So listen, I don't plan any of that shit. It's all spur of the moment. <laughs> just in the moment, something just happens and then you got a little gorilla today. Then the next time, I don't know, you know, it just comes, it just, it just, it just comes. Whatever. That was that was fantastic. Now I gotta I I don't have anything bad to say about the event at all. Like no, it was my yeah, it was my mean. first live one and it was so goddamn exciting and it was like so many it was like knockout, love, knockout, knockout. Shirt, yeah, bro, I love the shirt, man. Oh I hope it or this shirt here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, MMATs.com, is that where I get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. MMATs.com, yeah. man. They taking care of the juggernaut. They got my logos popping. They got the t-shirts, hoodies, everything. Let me tell you something, um, something about that, 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 that picture, that logo. Yeah. So that's actually made out of my arms. That's supposed to be my arms from the Eric Lozano fight when I punched Eric Lozano with the overhand right. Yep. So the guy he <laughs> he recreated my arms and then superimposed it onto this logo. That's so, freaking great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was I was actually looking quite diesel <laughs> when I punched <laughs> Eric Lozano. <laughs> That's great, man. Well, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you if anybody else on that fight card that night, did you get to see the John Lee Chalbeck fight? Because you were backstage probably getting ready for your fight. Those you are get... the, pre, the prelim fights. Those are the yeah. Prelim. I can see. I watched most of the fights on the um on the TV. They got a TV back there going. Uh, what'd you think of uh? What'd you think of John Lee Chalbeck? You just and his... to, I'm I'm kind of bad with names. You just have to tell me uh what he looked like or what what happened. Uh, 145 pound. The guy with green hair. No, not him. Uh, that was Brandon Lambert. Uh, John Lee Chalbeck fought. The guy Greg Bono with the big yellow shorts and Chalbeck broke his orbit broke Bono's orbital and his jaw. I missed it. I missed it. No, oh, you should go back and watch that guy. You're he, he, you you're a boxing enthusiast. You love boxing. This guy Chalbeck had some slick pure boxing. He was unbelievable. And um and the other is one the, is that the is that the small white guy kind of a little muscly? Little yeah, a little muscle on him. Fighting hands down, sticking. They, yeah. they were showing me some somebody they were showing some highlights. And I couldn't tell if that was Knuckle Mania or if, if those were old ones, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I thought yeah, he busted about that guy up bad. And um uh, uh heart moving forward, good head movement, pow yep. pow. Yeah, I think I do He's got some that. flash to him too, which yeah. you would appreciate. Like yeah, he, he'll he'll put his hands about. down and like go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I I think I do know who you're talking about. Um, he does some good stuff. I was impressed with a few. Uh, it, it seems to be getting better. It seems that the the competition level is rising. You know what I mean? Um, um, I'm sure Bare Knuckle is going to um, um, attract some monsters. You know what I mean? And so, really, these fights right now that I'm fighting, these guys that I'm knocking around and, you know, I'm showing out. I'm, I've not showed you guys anything yet. I'm not even broken a sweat. If I have broke a sweat, it's because I was doing jumping jacks during the fight. You know what I mean? And you yeah. got to think about that. So, like, I'm sure we're going to get some big names. I'm sure we're going to get some real solid, some real work. Right now, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just cruising through. Yeah, and the and the other guy that I thought, did you uh, you were you were ringside for the um, Dat Nguyen versus Johnny Bedford fight? What'd you think of yes. that one? I was biased a little bit because I already had my mind up that I had my mind made up that uh that uh Johnny would win. 
because he was just such a big 135. I think that he's just a, he, the, the biggest guy. And I thought that I didn't think that that would be able to just do that. But uh, he did it, and he did his job, and he did it well. And I, I didn't believe him at the press conference. I didn't believe him at weigh-ins. I did not believe him. But once they started fighting, I, he made me a believer. And uh, I watched it, and I, I seen uh, Johnny after the fight, and he was lumped up pretty good. Now, one thing about Johnny, I know he's coming back. Somebody got to pay for that. So, somebody's going to get their ass whipped for that. He's going up to 145, right? I think got to, man. Yeah, he's too big. It looked like a terrible, terrible weight cut. That's all. When I seen him in the back, I was excited that he was fighting, but wow, that he looked like he's not even close to that weight. Yeah, he's a massive 135. He should definitely move up. Um, I wanted to ask you, they have there's is there no draws in in uh in BKFC, do they go to an extra round if there's a draw yes, after five? Yeah, they go to it. They go to a sudden death round. Now, what if what if that round's a draw? Do they keep going, or is it just one sudden death round? Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, and, I would do. I don't really know. You know what I mean? I I, I believe that that uh, bare knuckle is such a pure fighting sport that I kind of don't really like. The rules are you know vague at yes. best. They're kind of like, you know, we're they're making it up as they go. So I'm not – I don't really try to get bogged down by a lot of the rules because I just don't know them. It's just too new. So you're going to make them up as you go. You might as well make some up because of me. <laughs> I was just wondering if you thought that that should have went to an extra round. But... I, I, don't, I didn't pay close enough attention. I was really kicking it with the fans and taking yeah. pictures with everybody and shit. I did – I just saw – like I said, I saw the knots on Johnny's head. And yeah. uh, and uh, that obviously, you know, did his job. He did his job, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. None of my fights have gone to the judges. Yeah. So. So I trust the judges by not trusting them at all. <laughs> by finishing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't even worry about it. If they say he won, then he won. But they don't. They don't really have a say. So when it comes to me. Well, it was an excellent event. You had an excellent performance, and I can't wait till I get back down to there, down to uh, Miami in April, whatever it be, April 2nd or April 16th. I'll be there. Um, you want to do five more speed round questions to get to know Lorenzo oh, Hanel? Hey, hit me up. Hit me up. All right, I'm speed round. Part two. Here we go. Number one, what is something you hate about your job as a professional fighter? Do you hate anything about it? I, I love it. I love the job. I actually don't like hurting people. You know what I mean? I hate the blood. I'll say that. I'm, I'm kind of like a hemophobe. I really don't like when them guys bleed all over me. And then I get back to the corner. I'll be like, get it off, get it off, get it off. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Unlike Joe, which is uh, Joe Elmore, who's going to be fighting Leonard Garcia, who's like, Licking, Ugh. he's like licking yeah. it off his hands. Yeah, but he don't know if it's his or the other guy. Yeah, <laughs> like BJ Penn back in the day. Uh, number two, what is the largest animal that you think you could kill with your bare hands? <laughs> I'm pretty fast, so I'm not really into, like I said, killing and the blood and all of that. But I think I could outsmart him. I think I could get away from him. I probably could survive any encounter with pretty much any animal because. I'd get away from his ass. 
<laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, but could you kill them though? I don't know. I don't. I haven't killed anything ever. I'm not really a hunter. I, I don't think I've ever killed anything. So I asked my wife this, and she said maybe a house cat. <laughs> and then she asked me, and I and I said a mountain lion. She's like, "You think you could fucking kill a mountain lion?" I'm like, "I'm like, I, I think if I get his back and and get him around the yeah, choke him." Now don't get me wrong, the choke might work, but it might not. Yeah, and if I you're if, dead, if it doesn't. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Number three. Do you have any weird superstitions? No, I'm not superstitious at all. Not at all. Not at all. And number four, I'm not superstitious either. And I don't really believe in a lot of stuff, but you know, I'm starting to believe in a little bit. Uh, who would you cast to play you in a movie about yourself? And you can't play yourself. Uh, shit. Oh, you finally stumped me. Yeah. Um, Ghost from uh from um oh that's a good one yeah, yeah that's a good one yeah. I was thinking uh Michael B Jordan the kid that plays yeah. Creed I, I I thought that too but he's a little darker than me but he he's got a lot of heart a lot of fire and he's smaller than me too he's got to be somebody with a little size on him um yeah, yeah but you know what they could uh they could always use the Sylvester Stallone camera angles to make him look bigger than he actually is yeah. <laughs> yeah no he's a totally different body type than me though michael b is but uh the other guy is the dude that plays ghost that's a okay, good no, answer no no okay so listen listen the the guy that played uh the guy that played uh aquaman he could play me in a movie <laughs> <laughs> just, just shave movie. all his hair off yeah. <laughs> just shave all that hair off yeah, of him yeah, yeah, that'd be a good throw movie. him in a bare knuckle ring yeah all right this is a question that me and my wife fight over a lot do you eat food that is past the expiration date if it looks and smells okay? Of course. Oh. Of course uh, I do. <laughs> so, so listen, the expiration date is just a suggestion. <laughs> I'm not about eating that expired food, man. I, I'm like weird about it. Suggestion. <laughs> like we gotta survive. Like you never know. You know, you 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 kill a mountain lion. Uh, 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 but you wouldn't eat an old can of beans. <laughs> you know, yes, that's the truth. <laughs> that is the fucking truth. I don't know. It's something weird about. I'm, I'm weird about like leftovers too. If I don't eat leftovers like the day or two after, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about that leftover life either. So yeah, that was you awesome. Had a, you must have had a bad experience. You must have had an ass explosion. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know what it was that turned me off to that shit, but. All right, before I let you go, I got your social medias across the bottom. Everyone knows who uh, the Juggernaut is now. But go ahead and uh, shout out anything you want to shout out before you get going. Shout out to the Boxing Yard. Shout out to Veteran Farm. Shout out to Smith Brothers. Shout out to David Feldman, Nate Shook, BKFC, Kate Shook, the monsters, the monsters, the masterminds behind the show. Uh, uh, keep bringing me in there. Keep us lining them up, and I'm going to keep knocking them down. Tune in to Lorenzo Hunt. Watch the show, man. It's a circus. Greatest show on earth. Dude, you're something else, man. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show. I like talking with you. Thanks. Uh, I would have had your shirt on today, but I ran in it, and it's fucking stinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. I wore yours. It's okay. It's fine. You, yeah. All right, dude. I'll uh, hopefully see you down in April, or I'll talk to you before then, all right? Yes, sir. Take, take it easy. Peace. Peace.
That was Lorenzo Hunt, everybody's favorite BKFC fighter. Faux show. That guy is a character, and uh, I really like having him on the show. And um, he is on the schedule to come back on March 17th, so we will see him before his April fight. Uh, man, does he stay busy. You guys got to check his social medias out. And you also need to get onto the YouTube channel and subscribe. If you're watching this, you already probably did, and I appreciate you. And um, if you guys want a shirt, make sure you instant or Facebook message me or get on Instagram, DM me, size, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll work out the payment and whatnot. Other than that, I will talk to you guys tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Miranda Maverick, Mike Hunold are going to be in the house. Peace. Peace.